T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We do have breaking news here. Brought to you by BetQL. Uh, Bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25% off your first month. What is it? The college football world was waiting. Chris Lowe, ESPN reporting. Nick Saban is retiring. Sources tell ESPN he won six national titles at Alabama. Honestly, guys, I didn't think Nick Saban would ever retire. Honestly, we're going to kind of scrap the rest of the five at five here because holy crap. I mean, I, I'm at very rarely is my fat ass ever at a loss for words. Oh, by the way, the five at five brought to you by Slater and Zers. Experience you need, results you want. Uh, Nick who, Saban. Who do they go after? Anybody? Like, think about and this well, is at one point Dabo was the guy that everybody's like, oh, they're going after him. I don't know if that's the case anymore. I'll tell you who they should go after: Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning in two years at Oregon has got them back on the national track record. He used to, I think he was a, either a GA there or some iteration of that back in the day. Um, you're going to hear Lane Kiffin's name. And guys, Lane Kiffin back in Tuscaloosa would be a whole hell of a lot of fun. Mostly because I think it would just annoy the pants off Nick Saban. Um, I mean, you're going to hear Kirby Smart, but there's no way you'll leave Georgia for Alabama w- with what you've built there. Uh, Sarkeesian's name's going to be mentioned because of having Texas in the playoffs and, and being the old OC. That probably makes sense. Would it surprise you if Ryan Day's name was mentioned? I don't think it would happen. I'm just saying, like... Oh, there's no way they're going... There's no way they're going that route. Well, no, I guess my point is Alabama's one of the few programs who could go to a coach at either Texas and OU or at Ohio State and have a chance at actually having a conversation with that coach. I agree with you. It's not like because there's no real connection there. And Ryan Day has not achieved enough. Like, I think if they go for an established coach, it's probably more likely Dabo. It's probably somebody who can, who's, who's won multiple national titles, um, or at least has, has coached in a national title game and had more success. Um, but no, I, I, here's the thing. I don't know you could mention any head coach in college football outside of Kirby Smart because it's in conference and it's Kirby's already built that thing to, uh, probably the more prominent program. I don't know there's any college football coach that you could say 
well, Michigan would hire this guy, and I'd be surprised. Out, unless he was an out-and-out slap-ass. By the way, this is this makes the point. Like A couple weeks ago, we were talking about how programs will take a step back mm-hmm. and how some people are like, oh, some programs will just never do that because they got the recruiting base. They can You can win. Uh, watch Alabama. If they don't hire the A-plus coach, watch Alabama. I mean, Alabama is in a much better position they, than, they, than they clearly were when Saban took over. Oh, whoever takes over as the next head coach will have a lot base. of talent to deal with. Yeah. But, okay, two, three years from now, what are you doing? Um, I, well, I think that's fair, but I think that they're in the, the situation Ohio State was when both Trestle and Urban walked away. 216-474-0092. Nick Saban retiring after six national titles in Tuscaloosa. A legend. I'm I'm legitimately shocked. I, I, I college uh, Nick Saban's a bit of a uh, bit of a knob sometimes, but like college football is worse for that guy walking away. The good news is so is Alabama. Uh, honestly, this is the biggest college football opening since Ohio since Urban Meyer stepped down four or five years ago. And it's funny because I don't think we thought of that because I think everybody assumed it was going to be Ryan Day. Like the names that were, were that were thrown around uh, uh, Columbus that were considered were like Dino Babers, who's been fired since at Syracuse. Like it almost that was just a bad point to have Urban step aside because there wasn't a obvious like at that point Vrabel, I, I think Vrabel was just getting an NFL head coaching job there. Fickle had not had the 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 peak experience at Cincinnati yet. You know, um, Hartline wasn't an assistant there yet. Like there wasn't an obvious hand the ball off to that that person, so it felt like it was a big opening, and and uh, so I think the reason, just why I think it's the biggest opening in college football for at least five years, if not fifteen years, is the the level that Nick Saban is walking away from this program at. You know, like um, the the three times LSU has been open the last decade, it has not been because that guy retired; it's because the guy wasn't getting the job done. Right, um, Georgia with Mark Richt. That was a, yeah, it's pretty good, but it's not where we want it to be. USC, like when was the last time a legendary coach retired in the situation that Nick Saban is still at the level that he is? So, like, I would just say, like, I, I, I'm really curious just to see how Alabama attacks this because I think they have, like, I think this job should be attractive to literally Every almost everyone in in college football, and maybe some guys in the NFL. Like I don't think Vrabel would do it. Like Andy Roth came in and was talking about Mike Vrabel. I don't think Vrabel. If Vrabel's going to college football, I think he would go to Ohio State, and even that I think is a stretch. But I think you would if if Alabama called you, you at least entertain the call, right? You at least pick up the call, hear what they have to say, and then make a decision. Um. I think you're going to hear Bill O'Brien, who might be on the outs in New England. I think you're going to hear Tommy Reese, who is the current offensive coordinator in Alabama. I don't think that makes sense to go there, but those are the, some of the names you're going to hear. Pete Thamel, ESPN's reporting, uh, or not reporting, but he's saying that the likely list right now would include Dan Lanning, Kalen DeBoer, Dabo Sweeney, James Franklin, Mike Norvell, and Marcus Freeman. Is, I don't understand any of the last three. I think this is so obvious to me. It's either it's either got to be Dan Lanning or Dabo Sweeney. So, like. It's so funny because you and I in the break were joking about how James Franklin's name is going to be on that list because every premier job in college football, James Franklin's name ends up on. He never gets the job. He always gets like a 
5% raise from Penn State. I mean, people can rip on Ryan Day all they want, and a lot of it's fair. James Franklin, the next big win he has will be the first. Like, he yeah. has not won a big game. Well, I think, you know, when we get into offensive head coach who hasn't won enough to, to like, live up to his legacy, I think Franklin deserves to be on that list ahead of Ryan Day, and I think Lincoln Riley deserves. That, that honestly, that would not be a name that I'd be surprised if, if Lincoln's agent floated it. I don't think Bam would do it. It would not surprise me if Lincoln's agent floated it to try and buy him some security in Los Angeles. But I think, like, thinking to those those names, um, I got to say, I don't know how you don't go with Dan Lanning. He's 37. He's 37, and he took over an Oregon team that, quite frankly, guys, had fallen off where they had been for the Chip Kelly era and the beginning of the Mark Helfrick era. I think Dan, and I don't know if anybody saw him on the the college football coverage. The guy is a the guy could be legitimately a elite level media analyst. He's funny. He's engaging. Good looking dude. Uh, not that that matters to me, but probably matters to to TV execs. Like I think you know so much of the criticism of Saban was he was surly. He could be tough tough to deal with from the media. Didn't like doing media stuff, and maybe that hindered Alabama in one way or another, or at least minimally hindered them. I think Dan Lanning would be that next era, young, energetic. And honestly, if he can win like he has at Oregon, I think that guy could finally get Alabama back to where they were and and take back over the SEC from Georgia. Well, it's not even just that. Lanning was a GA for yeah. Saban at Alabama back in 2015. He was at Georgia, obviously, with Kirby Smart before this, before he became a head coach at Oregon. So he's got experience with two of the biggest programs in the SEC right now, and he coached under Saban. So, like, it makes sense. I also think it's the time to leave. If you're going to leave Oregon, now's the time to leave. Because, one, this is a once-in-a-lifetime kind of job. And if you're just joining us, Nick Saban announced – sorry, the reports are Nick Saban's retiring, which I, kn- I knew he was going – It's like it's like Belichick, though. I knew at some point he was going to retire. It doesn't change the fact – that I thought he was going to be on that job till he was 80 years old. Miss Terry must have won out. Um, and actually, my favorite part of Nick Saban is him talking about his wife because he's just such a like the most lovable thing Nick Saban does. But like, I think I, I think it's two parts with the Dan Lanning thing before I move on to anybody else. I think the Dan Lanning stuff for me. The other reason it makes sense, you know, Oregon's going to the Big Ten. You have as sure a footing. As you might have it, that the first couple of years in the Big Ten might be rough for Oregon. I don't know. Like I, I, I think Oregon, and I don't know about USC. I think I think Oregon is uniquely positioned to have success of all the four teams. I think they're best equipped to walk into the Big Ten and face Ohio State or Michigan in the Big Ten title game next year. But it's still a risk. And this, I don't think you get too many cracks at a job like Alabama, specifically where you're walking in and they're still one of the four best teams in the country or two best teams in that conference. I would actually encourage Alabama, if you're listening, um, I would encourage them to get real creative with this and think outside the box, but I don't know that you need to. I mean, Dan Lanning a decade ago was a GA. He knows the program and he's already won as a head coach. And the Dabo Sweeney thing, I do think is finally a conversation. 
if two years ago Saban retires, I don't think I don't think Dabo's taken over the uh, Alabama. But they've had multiple down years in a row. Dabo is not as protected at Clemson as he was probably three or four years ago. He really made a mess of the situation in Clemson during the pandemic with and, and alienated some of the people in Clemson for just to get into the nuance would kind of rehash things. But the reality is he pissed everybody off with that. Um, his comments on paying student athletes, um, the fact that he refuses to use the transfer portal, the fact they've had a couple down years. He's also 54. Like this feels like the Jimbo Fisher take a big swing at a big job and a big paycheck. And if it doesn't work out, your, your legacy still intact. And he also used to, you know, be at uh, Alabama some 20 years ago. So I, I I think it would likely be between Dan Lanning and Dabo Sweeney, and I think this is the first time that Dabo would consider leaving. Let's go with Jim. Welcome to the show, Jim. Hey Nick, you know I hear you, but um, the one the first part is I'm not sure that Dabo's that appealing to. I don't know that Alabama would be that intrigued with him to begin with. Part of the reason he's fallen off is he's refused to embrace college ball as it, as it is today which is, I think, a big reason why Nick Saban left when he did. I mean, in a nutshell, a college football job is not as dandy. The money's still great, but it is not as good a gig as it used to be. I think it's a that's, lot harder. I think that's fair. What I would say is I would, I think if you were to bring Dabo on, you would have to, there would have to be an agreement about using the portal. I, I, like, I don't think you hire, I don't think you pay him $15 million a year unless he goes, I, I'm, a, I'm a new man and I'm going <laughs> to embrace the portal in a way yeah. I haven't previously. I mean, think about these coaches right now, Nick. The, the NFL coaches, as it is right now, when pro, pro coaches have a bigger hammer and more sway over their players right now than college football coaches. These guys at least have contracts. So, yeah, they can hold out, but they're, they're going to be financially docked for that. The college kids, there's no such thing. You can't, if you don't treat them right, if they feel like they're being treated unfair, if you coach them hard, they're leaving, they're transferring. It's just a, it's a brand new game, and I'm not sure that it's as desirable, take, you know, except for the money. I don't know if it's as desirable a job as it used to be. Well, I, so I think the greater point you're making about co- being a college coach is correct, but I, I, think, I think you almost have to think like um, – I think you need to start thinking like um, a, a booster would think or an administrator would think, and this is where I actually think it hurts Dan Lanning – is I do think the the resume matters. So even though there's a recency with Dabo and there's complications with Dabo, I think it's tough to ignore he the 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 level of success he consistently had at Clemson. I also think his ability to reach into Georgia and and land elite level quarterbacks also cannot be ignored. So when Dabo's had a good coaching staff around him, which, honestly, some of the same things can be said about the elite level of Nick Saban and just the really good or sub-elite level of Nick Saban. As long as you give him the funds to bring in the coaching staff, his ability to reach into to Georgia and get Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson in his first 10 years on the job, I don't think that can be poo-pooed on top of the national championships, which Lanning doesn't have, which DeBoer doesn't have, which Franklin, Mike Norvell, Marcus Freeman don't have. 
Well, the other thing I was going to say, I agree with some of what Jim was saying, because I've been saying that I think, obviously, there are less appealing options uh, in college football for coaches that are, you know, don't want to go through all the recruiting NIL stuff and everything. Like, I, I think that some of those coaches, if they had the choice to just go to the NFL or stay in college, maybe they'll, in the future, go to the NFL with that. Having said that, there's only a handful of jobs like Alabama. Yeah. Like, you're at the pinnacle of college football, one of those jobs. Like, those are the jobs you take, and those are the jobs you put up with the BS for. Th- this isn't... This isn't taking over A&M this year. Right. This you're, isn't you're, taking over Texas two years ago, three years ago. You're going to see results for the grind yeah. that you take in coaching. And I think there is something to be said. I know coaches don't always think this way, and the ones that do tend to be Brian Kelly and, and Jimbo Fisher. There's something to be said about the generational money and the re- the retirement money. Like Because I think people have pointed out on social media, at Nick Wilson said, people have pointed out the risk of following up Nick Saban, which is totally fair. Like, you have to have balls of steel to step into that job. You do, because that's just, it takes, I mean, you, you're you going to be compared, and not just him, it's every coach for the next 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, is going to be compared to Nick Saban unless you have that level of success. One, I think Bama still has everything you need to succeed at that level, including the resources, and two, like, if it doesn't work out, you're going to make so much money on this, it won't matter. Like, I just I, I just won't. I mean, Jimbo Fisher, guys, was a national championship winning head coach, went to A&M, didn't win a damn thing, and only really has to coach from now on if he wants to because A&M set him up for the rest of his life, and he's like 60 years old. Dabo's 54. Five years, you fail at Alabama – you're set up for the rest of your life. Dan Lanning's young enough. I just think Dan Lanning's a, a home run. I also wonder, I wonder if this is the GOAT. Like, I I know, like, Bill Belichick, since Tom Brady has, has you know, uh, moved on from New England five years ago. Bill Belichick, his, his case, his greatest coach of all time, has maybe lost a little bit of its luster. I think the amazing thing is, even though they haven't won a natty in a while, I think Nick Saban is still the coaching goat. Uh, tweet of the day goes to Zach Jackson, our buddy. He says, uh, a name he doesn't see on this list, Alabama alum Freddie Kitchens. Ooh. You know why? Because he doesn't have James Franklin's uh, agent. They shared the same agent. Freddie would be in the running there. Too soon. Whoopity hell. The Nick Saban news, he's retiring, 72 years old, uh, is going to come up on the next Sons of the Shoe podcast, wherever you can get your uh, your uh, podcast. Make sure to follow the show. Sons of the Shoe, Nick Wilson, Spencer German. But right now, we got the Pulse coming up in about 20 minutes, and we are joined by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Danny Cunningham, for the rest of the show. What's up, buddy? Not much. Just some some big news I heard. This is, this is what it's like. And I know you know a little bit of working on afternoon, but this is the true, like, listen, working at 7 o'clock for the birds. However, you get Nick Saban retiring and Pete Carroll getting retired by Seattle in the in the span of three and a half hours. Slow news day. Slow news day. Uh, I, I want to give you an opportunity, just a, a second here, to 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 kind of react to Nick Saban's retirement at seventy two. I mean, it's stunning. Not because you think he's going to coach forever, but you also think I can't he imagine college forever. football without him. Yeah. Right, he is someone that, for as long as I've been alive, which is thirty years, Nick Saban's just a fixture. And now envisioning what Alabama is going to look like without Nick Saban, what college football is going to look like without Nick Saban, I have not even begun to process that yet. It's funny because when Urban retired, 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Ryan Day, really, nobody sweated. I actually got a lot of crap at the time for having reservations about that being a first-time head coaching gig. Yeah. And now I'm seen as a Ryan Day apologist. It, my, 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 how the turntables turn. So it's, it's but I remember like people being like, no, it's, it's, it's an automation. And I, and I bet you that people at Alabama feel that same way. But the thing with Alabama, they go through coordinators really frequently. Yep. Who are you going to promote internally there that's going to be able to handle that beast? And yes, it's a well-oiled machine. You want to keep that thing rolling as best as you can because they are the pinnacle of that sport. There's no question about it. You can make an argument for Georgia and talk a little bit about Ohio State, but at the end of the day, the standard is Alabama. Who there do you entrust that machine to? I don't see anyone right so, now. So right now, the only guy that, well, because Kevin Steele, their defensive coordinator, just retired. Mm-hmm. Tommy Reese, the, the former uh, Notre Dame quarterback and OC, He's just coming off his first year at Alabama. The problem is they haven't had the same success with Re- – well, I guess they were in the playoffs. I guess with Jalen Milrow, they got to the playoffs, so maybe Reese would be a name. Okay, but he's 32. Yeah. Are you going to entrust a 32-year-old first-time head coach where it is championship or bust every single year? I wouldn't, but I no. like the idea that the younger guy on the air right now is age-shaming. Yeah, that's, what I'm that's about. right. He's 32 um, and he's old. So it's funny. I reached out to a buddy of mine who's in the media, who's an Alabama grad. Like, honestly, the biggest Alabama fan I, I've ever known. Um, he said Dan Lanning is his – he said realistic. He said his dream is you make a call to Kirby Smart. And I think everybody agrees, like, you don't leave this mountain for the same mountain that comes with, like I, – I, I think – I almost think it's better if you get a coach who, who like Dan Lanning, doesn't have as big of a resume. I'm like, I'm talking against like the Dabo Sweeney argument I just made. 
But just because, like, now that guy doesn't just have to live up to Saban's resume. He has to live up to his own. Like, D- Dabo Sweeney goes in there. It's you better win a national championship year one. Dan Lanning, you might be. Well, he's 37. It's his first time at this level program, even though he was at Oregon. Like, I could see you being more patient with a younger coach that that has a lot of surprising success but maybe doesn't have multiple national championships like Kirby or, or, or Dabo. Well, and the other thing with Kirby is he went to Georgia. I know he's been around Alabama's program before as the defense coordinator there, but he is someone who went to Georgia. I think Dabo would have been the name if this would have happened when Nick Saban was 67, 68 years old, four or five years ago. But I do think some of that shine is worn off on him because of what Clemson has been without Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun Watson. See, I think the problem is what resume do you have that's better than Dabo? I think when you play the resume game, there's just, even though the recency here the last two years and the portal thing's real, but like who's got a better resume? Because that's the part of this is you are not just selling it to the players. You're also going to be selling this to your fans and to your boosters. And Dabo, even though the pressure would be more significant early, man, I think he could wrap a title, a ring on there and say, I want a Clemson. We got this. I think that would that would ultimately make the smoothest transition, even though stylistically they're pretty different coaches. Yeah. And when so Dabo's last title was 2018, correct? That was Trevor Lawrence's freshman year at Clemson. That sounds about right. That's only five years ago, but in college football years, that might as well be two decades ago. It's the resume, yeah. Dabo is better than anyone else that they could conceivably get, but you're not looking at the complete resume. You're looking at the last three to five years because of the way that this sport has changed so dramatically in that time. And people are pointing out that uh, there's a press clipping from 1980 when Nick Saban replaced Pete Carroll as Ohio State's secondary coach. And they both, they're potentially both <laughs> head coaching careers end on the same day. Like, that's honestly the greatest of that era of football. The greatest legacy is every coach. It is Urban, it's Saban, it's, uh, it's Pete Carroll. Like, that's the best legacy of Earl Bruce's tenure as Ohio State's head coach is just the, the litany of not just great. I mean, that's three great head coaches right. on one step, but like, also, very good head coaches that came and went. Yeah, and I mean, the coaching tree is just phenomenal to look at there. How many guys can you say that about? Probably not many. And if you would have said that at the time, oh, by the way, you were looking at one of the greatest coaching staffs ever with what was going on with that program then, you probably would have been laughed at. I actually kind of love that. Like, It's like the kid in high school who goes on to be like the tech millionaire. And like you're like, what? Him? That dude ate crayons in high school. Or that 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 dude was caught in a compromising situation in in the the men's locker room. Like what are we doing here? That with coaches, I love when I hear cuz here's the thing, Saban was a guy that old NFL GMs were like that guy's going to be a stud. I don't know if the people felt the same way about Pete Carroll. And it but it's funny if you go across like I just like going to recent history. Like I would imagine Kevin Stefanski is such a unique guy that people picked apart pretty quickly. Like he he like survived like four coaching changes in Minnesota. That tells me people understood what he could be. You know what I mean? But then you go to like other guys within that recent, you know, Freddie Kitchens. Um and it's just one it's it's funny how they're they're guys where NFL guys go, Oh, we knew. And the other were like, No, there's no chance in hell that guy does anything. Well, with Freddie Kitchens, to your point, he was never a coordinator before Hugh Jackson got fired. 
his highest, he, he was a tight ends coach. He was a running backs coach. He was a position coach at his peak until Freddie Kitchens gets fired. And then four months later, he's the head coach of the Browns. And like, if, talk about an ascent. And if you listen to uh, Greg Williams uh, speak, he was never really the offensive coordinator of the Cleveland Browns either. Sure. But what an ascent. You don't see things like that happen unless you find yourself with people that are making decisions that might not be qualified to make those decisions or just make poor ones. So we do have the pulse coming up in about 10 minutes with Keith, but, and we'll get more into the game and the Joe Flacco of it all coming up at 620. Vibe check on where you are with the Browns Texans this weekend. I am in a place where, and it's weird. I, one, haven't seen the Browns play in a lot of big games in my life because Mm -hmm. they've been bad for most of it. But I've also, even the big games they've played in, I haven't been in a position where I can sit back, whether it be during the week, leading up to kickoff, and who knows what I'm going to be feeling Saturday morning. But I cannot remember a position to where they're in a big game and I expect them to win. Mm -hmm. When they went to Pittsburgh in 2020 for the wildcard round, it was a, I'm happy to be here, man. This is awesome. The Browns are in the playoffs for the first time in almost 20 years. Yeah, they're probably going to lose, but this is just just being on Sunday night football, wild card round. This is awesome. And then they win. You're like, well, now it's found money. I certainly don't expect them to go to Kansas City and win. It's so different this time. I expect them to go to Houston and come back with a victory. And then, depending on who they play in that second round on the divisional weekend, I might expect them to do the same thing again. I'm at a different point with this Browns team than I've ever been before in my life. I don't know if it's foolish. I don't know if I should be nervous. Maybe I'm wrong for this, but I expect a victory from the Browns. And that's just, and it's not uncomfortable to do so, which I think might be the weirdest part because that first time you expect good things, it's a little awkward. It's a little weird internally. I don't feel that. The duality of this game. On one hand, I think the fact it's against the Texans, a, a, a team you've already beat, a, an organization that is not well-respected or a blue-blood organization, I think that has harshed the mellow or at least simmered some of the buzz for this game for the Browns. I also think that, like, this is the team that you should beat. And so it's it's wild. Like, I think uh, leading up to the game, I think some people's uh, excitement, and not necessarily they'll be excited during the game, but the lead-up to it, it's like, ah, just get through this game and let's see beyond it. But I also think the other part of it is we expect to win. And right. that is that's just it would almost be easier if the Browns were the underdogs. It would be. <laughs> it would be more comfortable because that's what we're used to. That's been our entire fandom has been watching the Browns be underdogs. And who are we now all of a sudden as Clevelanders to expect to win playoff games? This is such a foreign land for us. We are uh, about two good playoff runs away from being Yenzer fans. I, I know. And when I say Yenzer fans, I don't mean Yenzers. We'll have all our teeth. We'll, we won't intermarry with family. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, we're two years away from fi- wanting to fire Kevin Stefanski after 11-6 and six season where you didn't win a playoff game. That's how it happens. That's how they get you. Yeah, but in the same breath, they've not won a playoff game in how long? 2016? T.J. T- Watts never won a playoff game. I actually think they have a decent chance this year. T.J. Watt won't win this playoff game. No, he won't. He's not playing. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Play 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.